Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's episode, we're going to be chatting about self-directed IRA, LLCs, Roth conversions, and paying for a monthly fool subscription with your IRA. So pretty interesting uh, podcast. Well, more than pretty interesting. Really, really interesting podcast today. And um, appreciate you spending a couple minutes with me today so we can educate each other and become smarter self-directed retirement investors. Uh, I'm a tax lawyer. I've been in the retirement space for 13, 14 years. I have a master's in taxation as well. And I learn from my clients. It's an amazing job I have. I'm so fortunate that I get paid to learn. <laughs> so I hopefully will share what I've learned with all of you so we can continue learning from each other and become smarter, better, self-directed retirement investors. So first question is from Ricky T of Austin, Texas. Ricky wants to know, I have an IRA LLC owned by my traditional IRA and Roth IRA. Can I choose which investment either of my IRAs make and allocate profits accordingly? Um, so I spoke to Ricky, um, I don't know, maybe a month, two months ago, and I know where he's going. Okay, so this question basically is as follows. He has an LLC, it's owned, let's say, 60 grand in his traditional IRA, 40 grand is Roth, so 60, 40. And he wants to know, can I pick and choose which investments go pre-tax, which investments go Roth using the LLC as the investor. And I was telling Ricky, unfortunately, no, right? When you use an LLC, the LLC makes investments in the aggregate, right? So I gave him this example, let's say, um, just keeping numbers simple, I have a traditional IRA and Roth IRA and it owns 1% of Apple each, right? My traditional IRA owns 1% of Apple, my Roth owns 1% of Apple. Of course, it's not true, right? If that was the case, I would not be sitting here <laughs> with you, but let's just keep the numbers uh, easy and simple. So I can't just call Apple and say, hey, my traditional IRA, I wanted to own the watch and iPad division and my Roth, I wanted to own the iPhone division. No, when you invest in an entity, you own the entity in the aggregate proportionally. So going back to Ricky's example, if 60 grand in a pre-tax IRA, 40 grand in a Roth, you can't just say, okay, I want investment A in traditional, I want investment B Roth, I want investment C a mixture. No, everything's 60-40 for better or worse, right? Because that's what the LLC ownership consists of, 60% pre-tax, 40% Roth. Again, this is just an example based off Ricky. It doesn't matter if it's 80-20, 70-30, 60, 40, it doesn't matter. Everything goes pro rata. So in Ricky's case, every investment he does with the LLC, the profits and losses, distributions of cash will flow back 60, 40. You can't just say, yeah, you know, real estate A is 100% Roth, real estate B is 100% pre-tax, uh, real estate C is 60, 40. No, if the LLC makes the investment goes 60, 40. That's the way it has to be. If you want to change percentages, you have to set up new LLCs. So let's say you want to do investment A, 60, 40, investment be 100% Roth, you'd have to move the funds from A to B, and then the new LLC will invest in investment B all Roth. And then you, let's say you'd have a third 
LLC if you wanted to do all pre-tax. That's the only way you do it. Because if you're using an LLC, everything follows along the lines of the aggregate ownership percentages um, based off the partnership. Of course, if your IRA was 100% of the LLC, then we don't really have uh, an issue. So thank you, Ricky. It's a great question. I get, I get this a lot. I just spoke to someone uh, also um, you know, a week or so ago with a similar question. So I wanted to share with all of you because uh, people get confused. They think if they have an LLC, they can pick and choose percentages. Um, and it's not the case. You'd have to set up separate LLCs based off those separate cash percentages to change um, investment percentages. Second question of the day is from YouTube. And this individual wants to know, if I do a Roth IRA conversion in 2022, when is the tax due? April 15th or when I file my extension? So the quick answer is it's April 15th, 2023. Even if you file an extension, you still have to pay tax on April 15th. You can extend your tax return filing, but the tax is due April 15th. So a lot of people forget this. and They say, oh, good. I'm going to file an extension. I'll just pay the tax in October. You could, but guess what? There's taxes and penalties and they toll. Right, they don't just stop. So when you do a Roth conversion, it's based off cash or fair market value of the assets you convert, not what you paid for the asset. Right, if you paid hundred thousand dollars for the real estate, and that's worth three hundred, and you want to do a Roth conversion, you pay tax on the three hundred thousand, not the one hundred thousand. Cash is cash, right? So that that's easier. Taxes due on April fifteenth. So hopefully you work with a tax professional, an accountant. That will add up all your income, right? If you have 1099 or you have W-2 or you have other income, you add that up, you include any IRA um, conversion amounts, and then you subtract any deductions, losses. Um, if you have a uh, you know, standard deduction or itemized or you have uh, credits, whatever it is, that is becomes your top number and then you reduce it down to a net number and then taxes based off that net number that tax is due April 15th, even if you file an extension. So thank you for that question. That came directly from YouTube. And the third and final question of today's podcast is from Wendy S. of Durham, North Carolina. And Wendy wants to know, can I pay for a financial subscription service, specifically Motley Fool for my self-directed IRA-owned LLC checking account? Now, I actually spoke to Wendy on this. Well, someone on my team did, but I spoke about Wendy's case. And the answer is yes, Wendy, if you can show the subscriptions benefiting the IRA. And it's a little bit difficult with Motley Fool because obviously that can help you personally as well as your IRA. But if you show, if you can show that really you're doing most of your stock investments through a self-directed IRA, and personally, that's not an area of investments that you focus on, I think you could um, pay for the subscription using the IRA, just like you pay a commission for real estate agent if you sold real estate in your IRA or if you um, trade stocks in your IRA and you pay a, a financial advisor for that advice. Same thing with Motley Fool. If Since it's a self-directed account and you're going to be using that advice to trade stocks more effectively with better results, I think it's fair um, and not you know super aggressive and quite reasonable to assume that you can deduct the expenses associated with the subscription for Motley Fool since it's being used specifically to make you a better self-directed IRA investor. Now, on the flip side, if if you 90% of your trades are personal when it comes to equities and only let's say 10% your IRA, eh, I'd probably not 
use my IRA to pay for the Motley Fool, just pay for it personally. And if you know you gain knowledge, then your IRA benefits. The same way that if I you know read the Wall Street Journal and pay for a subscription personally and then get a, a nugget of information, then use that to invest my IRA, you know, the IRS can't crack down on that. It's impossible to know what's in your brain and where you you know generated that information from. But um, if you can show again that that really your IRA core investment uh, profile is in equities and personally you, you don't do a lot of equity investments, then I think there's a reasonable basis to um, contend that you could pay for the subscription using the IRA. But again, if the facts are different, that's why I kind of show both sides because everything is facts and circumstances based. It's, it's hard to just give a, a blanket answer because everyone facts are a little bit different, right? That's what makes it fun. That's why we can learn from each other because depending on the facts, the answer and result may be different in terms of whether something is prohibited or not using a um, self-record IRA. So there you go. Another ad mail in the bag. Really appreciate you guys spending some time with me today. Hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, podcast. I know I did. A lot of fun. And uh, if you have questions, send them in. Um, info at IRA Financial. You can say ad mail, ask Adam. Uh, or hit us up on social media. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And um, we'll add your questions to the queue. Got a lot of really, really great questions coming up in the coming months, but there is always room for more great, great questions. So thanks for watching. If you're listening, um, thank you also. And obviously you can pick up this or my other podcasts, which are Adam uh, talks every Wednesday and add bits for a bit of self-directed IRA information every Tuesday, wherever you pick up podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, or wherever you go, I can be found. So thanks for spending some time with me today. Appreciate it. Um, and thank you too. I, I learned from you guys you are um, really, really um, submitting some, some super impressive questions and it's a lot of fun preparing. So Thanks. Have a great, great day. And uh, I'll talk to everyone again next week. Ciao.